0: There's no doubt that you saw the story based on council yesterday. Councillor Marula wanted to basically nail down the fact that Hamilton will get a billion dollars from the provincial government for LRT. And so in kind of a, put everybody else on the spot, at least let's make sure you make your position known on this. He put forward a motion asking that councillors would all state their support for the LRT idea. Well, to the shock of nobody, at least I don't know who could possibly be surprised by this. When the vote was finally taken, it was split. It's always split. The I mean, city council will support some things, Mother's Day, veterans, I suppose, but any contentious issue, it's always split. And it always seems to be for the most part with one or two exceptions here or there. It always seems to be split along suburban, urban, mountain, lower city, old city, amalgamated part of the city. It always seems to be divided in exactly the same place. It's it's always the case. There's And when I say always, I understand there are exceptions. I understand in this case, there was an exception. Councilor Lloyd Ferguson from Ancaster, who often will be on the other side, supported the motion and stood with the people downtown while it was Chad Collins who you would think would probably be in the downtown group who actually was with the no group. But anyway, you end up with this this split that happens over and over and over and over again. It's the downtown versus the suburbs. It's the new city versus the old city. It's the rural versus the urban. So, when you have a city that is now in this position that it is so predictably divided this way? How do you possibly govern? How do you govern a city where every decision, every major decision seemingly is going to follow this pattern? Well, a familiar voice to everybody, not only who listens to this station, but in this city, uh, he's on the radio here three hours every morning. If you're not listening to him, you should be, um, but you probably are because you're smart, uh, is Bill Kelly, host of, ironically, the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML he joins me now William how are you this evening
1: Scott how are you doing
0: i'm i'm wonderful I'm sorry, i uh...
1: I just got back. We were just dumping all our red meat into the green bill. <laughs> so thanks for that not, first segment. You're, you've changed our life.
0: Yeah, not not a bad idea. Even the raccoons now are avoiding the <laughs> green bills. No, no, no. We, we want the vegetarian offering, please.
1: Yeah, the Ancaster raccoons are going to be... They're, 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 there's, there's a lot of meat here. These guys are going to be very healthy. <laughs> well, we're, we're good now. We're they, good. And they
0: don't mind eating human DNA. I mean, they're okay with that. <laughs> and rats? Rats are just part of the menu. Um, as I'm saying, it, it seems that we have this coming up as a pattern over and over and over and over again, um, mountain councillors versus downtown councillors, on and on and on again. It happened on Tuesday with the LRT. First of all, I'm not imagining this, am I?
1: No, no. That that divide has been there since amalgamation for the last 16 years now, and, and it's been there. And it, it's it sometimes got, it's been latent, I grant you that. And, and councillors love to say, no, we're united now, we're all together now. But like you say, the ones that are unanimous votes are our motherhood issues. Like, uh, you know, we're in favor of, uh, you know, veterans. Well, of course you are. But when it comes to contentious issues, and, and do I need to bring up the stadium debate? Uh, let's talk about that. Let's <laughs> yeah. talk about the, the Red Hill Expressway, which which even predated my time on council. Uh, it, it always seems to be that there, there are these intransigent people on council that are going to simply say, you know what? I, I got like ten vote calls today, and they, these people are opposed to this. So I've got to change my vote, and 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 as a result of that, they do. And it it just what it does is it stifles progress when this city comes. And and this is a big issue. I mean, you know, it, here's here's my take on this. So I'm I gonna talk about this on our show again tomorrow, and and I'm glad you brought it up tonight. If you're opposed to it, have the backbone to say I'm opposed to it. Don't keep punting it forward and saying, let's talk about this a few months from now. That doesn't serve anybody. It doesn't, it doesn't help the situation. It doesn't help moving the city forward. If you're opposed if or if you're a favor, at some point you've got to have the, the courage of your convictions and say, let's move on this one way or another.
0: But is this... Uh, and let, I'm going to let Hamilton Council off the hook just a teeny, 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 tiny bit. Not not all of the way, but I don't think this is unusual. I don't think if you go to almost any city and you're talking about a major decision, it's not unusual for councillors to want to hedge their bets a little bit.
1: Well, I, no, yeah, but what you have to do is let's dig a little deeper and say, well, why? All right, is it because... We got a lot of phone calls, or hey, you know, somebody stopped me at the mall the other day and said, "Hey, you know, counselor so and so, you bloody well, I better not support this sort of thing." Uh, Oh, and that's fine. You're going to get that, but but look at I, I was there. Okay, I spent nine years on council. I've I've done a number of years doing what we do now, what you and I do here on the radio. And and here's the thing that I've, I've, and this is I hate to make blanket statements, but for the sake of this discussion. 99% 99% of the people who call counselors are calling to complain and say, don't do this. Yeah,
0: they don't call to thank from you. The
1: people, the people who think, hey, that's a great idea, whether it's the expressway, whether it's putting a stop sign there, they don't call you because they figure you're going to do the right thing. The ones who complain are the ones who usually call, and counselors too often say, "Geez, I'm getting some calls on this, I better change my vote. And, but here's, here's the question I'm going to ask. If they're being guided by that, are they more concerned about their reelection promises? or Are they more concerned about what's best for the city?
0: Well, and that's—I mean—that's a great point because that's exactly what this is. If you are—if you are a counselor who is in a, who is a counselor for a ward that isn't affected by a particular issue, whether it's the stadium or whether it's the uh, LRT or whether it's Red Hill or whatever else it is, you probably your your constituents don't really give a crap about it, except for the fact that they're going to pay for it. So you are casting your ballot as a councillor, wherever you are, to make sure you're re-elected. I mean, that just goes without saying.
1: And listen, for instance, because I saw this with the Red Hill you know, expresso I think, when I was on council, and some of the outlying areas like Flamborough and Dundas, etc., said, well, we're opposed to it, because they didn't see the benefit of it. But my argument back to those councillors was, look, you're elected to look after the whole city. And I understand you have to listen to your constituents. And maybe the, some of the people in Dundas or Plymouth, for instance, didn't see the net benefit to the expressway, so they said don't support it. But look what's happened since it's been built. Look at the growth that's happened. Look at the new commercial development that's happened. Look at the, you know, the, the the new taxes that have been developed. They, they don't see that. But it's the counselor's job, Scott, to do the homework and say, does this work? And and if they're simply going to say, Oh, I'm just going to rely on the number of people who call me and complain. You know what? They quit. You know what we'll do then? Let's just do phone polls on everything. We don't need a city council. Let's do phone polls on everything. I mean, that's, I know that's a bizarre example, but if councillors are going to abdicate the responsibility to make tough calls, then they shouldn't be there.
0: Well, and you know what? You can make the same case, Bill, exactly for most community meetings. You said it's the people who call to complain, not to say, I love the idea. Go to most community meetings for things. It's the people who have a beef with it that are often the ones there. I don't know that whenever you have one of those meetings, you're really getting much of a cross-section or learning much of anything, yet they seem to carry a lot of weight.
1: Well, they do, simply because counselors, and and, and I saw this uh, with a number of public meetings I had when I was on council, and and I'm not being dismissive of that. You have to listen to those concerns and address them. But at the same time, you have to talk to them and say, I understand what you see, Mr. Radley, and I'm concerned about what you are, but here's the greater good. We're going to try to mitigate your concerns. We're going to try to do this, but in the long term, this is best for the city. And if you don't have the courage of those convictions, you know, maybe maybe you're not the person that should be there. If you're simply going to be swayed by you know five or six people who say you know Scott, don't vote it in favor of that, uh, even though you think in your heart it's the right thing to do, then you know you you're, you're you're not doing the best service for the city. The other element to that is this: is is when you're in that situation, you have to ask yourself, you know, are you looking at at the whole picture here? Like you know the the reason that they put this debate off the other day was they said, well, we need to get some answers why didn't you ask the questions before? I mean, you know, these reports have been out there. We've talked about this. You've done segments on the show. I've done segments on the show over the last couple of weeks. I've asked the staff about the questions. Why didn't the counselors ask those questions?
0: We, I mean, I think probably, tell me which ones I'm missing here. But, I mean, in recent, the recent last decade, 20 years perhaps, there has been the, the Red Hill Creek. There has been the stadium. There is now the LRT. Is there any reason, Bill, to not think that the Pier 7 and Pier 8 development is going to fall in this exact pattern, that as this starts moving along, that we're going to end up in a divide again about this development.
1: Let me ask you, I'll add to that list for you, okay? How about area rating? That's a debate they yep. haven't had yet. Yep. Let's talk about ward boundaries. That's a debate they haven't had yet. Let's talk about electoral reform, which the province <laughs> has thrown back at the city. All right? We've got a big list here. These are tough calls. And, and council has to do something about this. They can't simply say, well, you know, geez, let's, let's let the next term do this. And this has gone on for how many times now? This area rating thing, for instance, uh, and council ruler brought this up with another motion today. He's, he's ticked off now that they didn't support his motion. So now he's, he's threatening to bring back the area rating thing. This has been on the board for the last 16 years because council won't make a decision on it. It's easy to be a counselor and make 95000 bucks a year and make the easy calls. But it's tough to say we have to do the homework and make the tough calls on this. And and you can't keep punting things forward. you got to make a call on this stuff.
0: You, you mentioned the words greater good. How much of this, if at all, lies at the feet or goes to the mayor? Because ultimately he's just one vote. He's just one guy. But he's supposed to be, at least in the eyes of the public, the leader, the guy who is heading this ship in some direction and possibly offering some leadership. How much does this fall to Mayor Eisenberger's feet or any other mayor who's been before him? Or is it basically completely impossible for a mayor to do anything about this?
1: Well, uh, the mayor, the problem, we, my, I don't know if it's a problem, but the reality here is that the mayor is one vote on council. Uh, we don't have a strong mayor system like they do in Toronto, where you know the, the mayor can appoint certain councillors to, to certain committees and things like this. Uh, but, but here's the reality of it. Your, your point about leadership, I think, is well taken. Uh, and, and Fred Eisenberger is, is in favor of LRT. Uh, he saw what was happening. I know I saw his quote the other day after this debacle on Wednesday where they kind of kicked this thing around, and he said, well, this was just political theater. Well, don't let it happen. You're chairing the meeting. You, you've got to call these guys out and say, look it, guys, knock it off. This is, you know, we don't need theatrics here. We need some decisions. Somebody has to take the bull by the horns and say, "Let's move this thing forward." That—that's leadership, and it's tough, and it means you might ruffle some feathers. And you know, when when past mayors have done that, they, need, they some of the councilors have actually brought these guys. You know, they, they, they take action against them. Well, you know, you're not following the will of council. Well, the mayor has to take a leadership role here, and and some of the councilors have to take a leadership role in this. It's not all on the mayor. It's—it's it's for the people that are in favor of this so, or opposed to it, and to simply say. Here's how I feel. This is the way we need to vote on this thing. And simply, instead of saying, let's just, you know, let's just move this forward. They didn't even vote on it, Scott. The motion on Wednesday was, let's, let's leave this for a while.
0: Yeah, they voted not to vote.
1: Yeah, I, I, I had more respect for them if, 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 if the, the nine people that voted for that said, we don't like this project at all. I, I, I wouldn't agree with them, but I would have respected them more for the I have the backbone to say we're opposed to this and this is how we're gonna vote. But they don't do that. They simply say, Well let's let's push this off until we get some more information. You know, this is you know what this is? This is paralysis by analysis. Mm. Let's let's study it more, let's get more reports, let's ask more questions. They are, they already know there's some information that's not available yet. It's simply not gonna be. You know, but you know, economic impact and all this sort of stuff because they haven't done the homework on this. And it's not going to be available for another two or three years. But these guys have to make a decision. And you have to do it with the uh, information that's available to them at that present time. And instead of making that tough call, in in light of the fact that some people may say, uh, you know, Counselor so-and-so, we don't think this is a good idea, they simply say, well, let's put it off. And that's not leadership.
0: So, Bill, let's go back to the very start of this discussion, because we were talking about the fact that it seems as though voting more often than not is divided along very predictable geographic lines. So now you are Bill Kelly, master of the political universe. I mean, you already are that, but in real life now, it's utopia. And you can take the counselors we have in Hamilton and create a new ward system that eliminates somehow – the fact that everyone's going to be just fighting for their little fiefdom and is actually going to be fighting for the greater good that you keep talking about. How do you do that? What is the ward system that makes every councillor not defensive of their voting area, but truly voting for the long-term goodness of Hamilton? Well, I, that
1: goes back to the topic you and I just mentioned a second ago about electoral reform, right? Uh, you know, do we have uh, councillors elected at large? That's what some cities do. Uh, do we have term limits? I mean, you know, if you know, for instance, that you're not going to be running for re-election in the next election, maybe that changes your vote. Maybe you vote for what you think is the better good instead of whether or not you're going to get re-elected. I, I had a very, very intelligent counselor, and, and actually he eventually became a provincial politician, not from this area, just a, a friend of mine, who and I asked him, I said, what happens to you guys? Yeah, like, like, you promised this, 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 and, and and you get into office, and he says, you know what it is? He says, he says 99% of the people, and I agree with this, That run for office really want to do good. They they have this idea that I'm going to make this thing better. Now you may agree or disagree with the way they want to make it better, but they all have the right intentions. But he says once they get in office and they see the paycheck and the paychecks here are pretty good. I mean these guys are making over ninety thousand bucks a year, which is about double what the average Hamiltonian makes. Okay, and and they got a nice budget. They got a travel budget. They have a huge office expense, and, and they're thinking. Even though even though they still want to quote unquote do good, there's a little part of them that's saying, "I got to hang on to this job."
0: Yeah, I want that's to the, do good, but the, I want to be reimbursed for it. Yeah.
1: So I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to those ten people that called and said I think this is the wrong thing to do, even though I think it's the right thing to do because I want to get reelected. And, Bill- and it, it's it's there's a huge pressure on them.
0: Bill there was a and I, we've talked about this on this show before and my idea and I want and you know what you you've been around and doing this for a lot longer than I have so I want to throw you an idea and you tell me why this would not work okay I, and this was suggested to me but I latched onto it because it was a brilliant idea that someone else came up with and that is why does every councilor not have a ward that includes part of the old city and part of the new city equally divided so that if they decide they're going to do only stuff for downtown, they're isolating all their other voters, or vice versa, it seems you would then be in a position where your decision-making would almost by necessity have to be for the betterment of everybody rather than just one particular group. That's
1: a really interesting idea, because when we were talking about this, and I was on council back when the amalgamation was happening, and they said, you know, well, let's talk about redoing the war boundaries. and And at the time... The province said, you know what, this, we, we, we really stirred up a hornet's nest here. Uh, we don't want to even go there because people are you know, they're peed off and off as it is. But one of the proposals at that time was to have the ward boundaries run north and south from the, from the waterfront
0: little slivers. All the way
1: up to the city limits.
0: Little slivers.
1: So, so in other words, like I was ward 7, which was the central mountains, and it started at the brown, ran up there. But it, how about if it ran from the waterfront all the way up to the city limits, north and south? And everybody had a little piece of that. So, so the downtown, the waterfront, the the mountain was all part of your responsibility. I thought it was a great idea. They they didn't decide to do it, but I, you know what? It's 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 a worthwhile exercise.
0: It is something that I'm hoping, and you know, Bill, it's it's and again, not just Hamilton councillors. No counselor wants to change something that has made them successful. And so, I think you're going to always have blowback no matter what city you're in, if any kind of change that might end up with them being unelected. So I don't know, but I would love to think that down the road, we've got to go, but I'd love to think that down the road that we could consider unique or creative ideas like this that would make things actually better rather than just holding on to what is seemingly struggling to work right now.
1: Yeah, the whole thing is what's best for the city, not what's best for that councillor. You know, if, if you're more worried about your re-election than you are worried about what's best for the city of Hamilton, uh, then you know what, you've lost your focus, and and, and that's a problem.
0: That is Bill Kelly. You can hear him tomorrow morning, I think, talking about this very thing or something very similar to it tomorrow at 9 o'clock here on 900 CHML. Always a great show. Bill, thanks for doing this tonight.
1: Uh, Thanks so much, Scott. I'm going to go dump some more red meat.
0: (laughs) I I certainly hope um, that is uh, literal, (laughs) not some sort of turn of phrase.